0: The Dons will come down off the platform tonight, we're not going to make this young preacher, I don't think he's going to be nervous anyway, but then he don't have to worry about looking behind his back, amen, but uh, let me uh, say, we're glad to have Brother Josh, he uh, is from the grand city of Powder Springs, Georgia, and uh, he has been a part of our family now for what, about seven months, somewhere in there, right in there, six months, and uh, we appreciate him, and we're glad you're going to get to come, and I told him to make
1: himself at home, so brother, you come up, and we're for the opportunity to be able to stand and preach tonight, I don't take any opportunity lightly. Uh, and I was telling uh, Kaylee as we pulled in tonight, tonight's a very special night for me. Uh, the 24th, which is Tuesday, uh, marks 13 years that I announced my call to preach. But it was this Sunday night, 13 years ago, uh, that I stood before uh, the church in Powder Springs and announced my calling to preach. And right, so 13 years of serving the Lord, and I'm thankful for it, and I'm thankful for the many more years. Uh, that I'll be able to serve Him. Amen. Amen. If you have your Bible, open to Matthew chapter number 13. Matthew chapter number 13. We'll read one verse here, and we'll try to bring what the Lord's laid on our heart this evening. Matthew in chapter number 13. It says, Ye are the salt of the earth, but if the salt has lost its savor, wherewith shall it be salted? It is thenceforth good for nothing, but to be cast out to be trodden under the foot of men. Let's pray. Dearly Father, Lord God, I thank you for this day, Lord. I thank you for allowing us to be able to come unto your house again this evening, Lord. I thank you for another opportunity to stand and preach your word, God. And I pray, Lord, now that you'll bless the reading of your scripture, Lord. Uh, God, I pray that you'll have me on the cross tonight. Give me the words to have me to say, Lord. I pray, God, uh, that you'll speak to our hearts and minds. Give us something we stand in need of this evening, I pray. And in your name, amen and amen. Amen. Now, you can stay right there and... uh, uh, Matthew and I'm going to look over in Mark chapter number 9 here just for one verse uh, just as a reference here and then we'll get into the message but uh, Mark chapter number 9 starting about verse number 42 Jesus is preaching there uh, about hell and you can see in verse number 44 uh, 46 and 48 uh, where he says the worm dies not and the fire is not quenched talking about hell Uh, and then he comes down and concludes his preaching there uh, with verse number 50 where he says uh, salt is Good, but if the salt has lost its saltness, wherewith will you season it? Have salt in yourselves and have peace one with another. And looking there at that scripture and looking at the context there, uh, we can see how, in order to be the salt of the earth, you must first have the salt in you, amen. In order to be the salt of the earth, in other words, you must be born again. In order to prevent going to a place called hell, you've got to be saved. You've got to have that salt living inside of you, amen. Now going back over here to Matthew chapter number uh, 5, we can see here starting in chapter number 5, Jesus is beginning the Sermon on the Mount here. Uh, And we start into chapter number 5 with Him preaching on the Beatitudes. And as He comes to conclude the Beatitudes, uh, uh, we move here into verse number 3. Thirteen, where he says, "Ye are the salt of the earth, uh, uh, but if the salt has lost its savor, wherewith shall it be salted? It is thenceforth good for nothing but to be cast out uh, and to be trodden under foot of men." uh, uh, Now, what I like about when the Lord starts preaching and he starts using illustrations, and while he is preaching there, uh, he does not use great miraculous things to try to explain what he's talking about. Uh, when the Lord is trying to use an example uh, such as this right here uh, he uses things that everybody knows about Uh, everybody that he was preaching here to uh, uh, knew what salt was everybody had an understanding about what salt was Uh, uh, so what the Lord was trying to do is he was trying to take something that everybody was familiar with uh, and he's trying to use it as a metaphor of what the Christian life ought to be here Uh, if we look here we're going to try to look at a few think. Uh, uh, But we can see that that's exactly what he's trying to do. See we are the salt of the earth. Once we're born again we're the salt of the earth. And how we are to live our lives he is trying to explain here in the scripture. You see salt has many different uses. Uh, Salt is used for a wide variety of things and I'm sure we could sit down and make a list uh, that will start here and run to the back door of what salt is used for. Uh, But yet as a Christian, there's many different things that we are used for, amen. If we look in God's Word, we can see as a child of God, there's some things that we are to do and some things that we're not supposed to do. As a child of God, it's not just that we get born again uh, and we come and sit on a church pew, uh, uh, but there's some duties as a child of God that we are to perform as we walk through this walk of life, amen. And with the Lord being our helper, I want to preach on this salt, uh, uh, that we are the salt of the earth, amen. Now, when I start thinking about the different uses of salt, uh, I, I, the very first thing that comes to my mind thinking of salt, it's a little Tupperware container on the kitchen table, amen. Uh, when mama goes into the kitchen and cooks, she'll grab that salt container uh, and she'll use it to season whatever food she's cooking, Amen. Uh, Salt is there as a seasoning, as a uh, flavor booster. That salt is there and it just makes everything taste so much better, amen. And uh, researchers have done all this research uh, uh, to come to the conclusion that uh, there is no other seasoning that can satisfactorily take the place of salt, amen. Why? Because salt is just so good as a seasoning, amen. Now you go to a buffet, a lot of times a buffet, uh, uh, they don't season the food and the Food will taste bland and you can go uh, and take a bite of that food and want to spit it right back out because it's absolutely nasty. It has no seasoning on it. But if you take that little salt shaker and sh- uh, shake a little bit of salt on it, uh, that food that was once nasty is now delicious. Why? Uh, because that salt has uh, brought the flavor of the food out. Amen. It's there to boost that flavor. A lot of times on Sunday nights, uh, a lot of the young adults in our church will go out to the Mexican restaurant after church. Uh, uh, They'll bring the tortilla chips out. We'll sit down uh, and I'll look at them and I'll ask the question, do you like high blood pressure or do you like low blood pressure? Because whatever bowl you're eating out of with me, uh, you're going to have high blood pressure. Uh, Because I'm going to take that salt shaker and I'm going to turn it upside down uh, and I'm going to shake it and I'm going to shake it and shake it uh, until I think... There's enough salt on them chips. uh, And then I'm going to put a little bit more. Why? Uh, Because that salt just makes those chips taste so good. Uh, A lot of times I don't use the salsa. I don't use no cheese dip. I don't use no guacamole. Uh, I'll just sit there and eat them salty chips because they're good. uh, And they taste good with that salt on them. Amen. It's that seasoning there for us to use. Can I say just like salt is used for seasoning, uh, one of our jobs and one of our duties as the children of God uh, is to be the seasoning for this world, amen. The Bible says that we are to go out in the highways and the hedges and compel them to come in. In 2 Timothy 4, verse number 1, it says, I charge thee therefore before God, uh, who shall just quick so quicken the dead at His appearing, uh, uh, preach the word, be in season and out of season, reprove, rebuke, and exalt with all long suffering and doctrine." Amen. So He's saying I'm charging you, uh, or I'm ordering you, I'm commanding you uh, uh, to go out and to preach the word. Amen. You say, Brother Joshua, I'm not a preacher. Now that word preach there does not necessarily mean get up here and do what I do, or, or Brother Mark does, or anybody or any other preacher does. That word preach there simply means one thing. It means to proclaim. So he's saying us as the children of God, it's our job and it's our duty uh, to go out in the highways and hedges, uh, uh, go out into this lost and dying world, uh, and proclaim God's Word, Amen. We see it lost and dying folks every single day uh, that we walk through the store, every single day that we go to work, every single day we go anywhere, uh, we come in contact with somebody uh, uh, that's lost and on their way to a place called hell. And let me ask you, when was the last time that we did our job as the seasoning of this earth uh, to spread God's word? Oh, Brother Joshua, I can't do that. Brother Joshua, they'll look at me funny. They'll laugh at me. They'll call me names. I can't do stuff like that. I've got to work with those folks. I've got to go to school with those kids. I cannot witness to them. Amen. And You'll say, I've heard people say this. Well, a preacher will come by that lost person's way. Well, a missionary will come by their way. A Sunday school teacher will come by their way. Uh, Let me tell you something. If it's meant for me to witness to Brother Mark, uh, and I'm the one holding the key to leading him to the Lord, uh, every one of y'all can go and talk to him and witness to him and pray with him. Uh, But until I mind the Lord and I go do what God has me to do, uh, Brother Mark's still going to have his blood on my hand. Amen. Why? Because I'm not doing my job as the seasoning of this earth, amen. Now, I work at, uh, at a hospital down near Metro Atlanta, and uh, a lot of times we deal with a, di- a bunch of different kinds of patients, uh, uh, but there certain patients that we deal with on a daily basis uh, that are on medical holds and legal holds. Uh, and when they get put on those holds, they have no right to, to anything. You're basically in jail at the hospital, amen. And when a doctor says that them patients need a medicine, uh, and a lot of times it comes in the form of a shot, uh, they have no right to say no. And so what ends up happening is they want to try to start to buck up at us and buck up at the uh, uh, staff that's trying to give them that medicine. And I can go in there with a smile on my face and try to explain to them uh, why they have to take that medicine. uh, And I can do my very best to go in there and try to convince them to take that medicine uh, without me having to go in there and wrestle them down on the bed and hold them down and uh, uh, forcefully take that medicine and I can sit there and talk to them, and yet they'll still continue to refuse. Uh, uh, And then the next person will come in, and they'll do the same exact thing. Uh, The next person will come in, uh, after about the third or fourth person, uh, that one person that can uh, uh, connect with that patient uh, comes in, says the same exact thing everybody else has done said, and they'll say, okay, I'll go ahead and take that medicine. What are you saying, Brother Joshua? Except we do our job as the seasoning of this world. Amen. How shall they hear? How shall we how, We sit back and complain? Uh, we don't see enough souls saved. We don't see people walking the aisle like we once did. If we as the children of God will get back to doing our job as the salt of the earth. Amen. Yeah, yeah. We might see the churches filled up again. Amen. We can might see souls walking every single service. Uh, asking the Lord into their heart. It's as simple as taking a gospel track. I've seen it time and time again where people, they'll say, well, I'm too shy to go and talk to someone's face." Take that gospel track. Leave it on the gas pump. uh, Leave it on the table at the dining uh, uh, hall. Leave it at school. Leave it at work for someone to find and pick up. Amen. It's just that simple to be the seasoning of this earth. Amen. Amen. But not only do I see that salt is used for uh, seasoning, but it's also used for healing, amen. Salt is used in just about the majority of the medicines that you're going to take, amen. Matter of fact, if you go tonight to the hospital and check into the emergency room, uh, and they hook you up to something called normal saline, uh, what they're giving you is water with salt in it. And the whole point of them giving you that uh, saline there is because when that water and salt gets into your body, uh, it begins to work as a healing property. And it begins to work through your body. uh, So if there's any infections in your body, any bacteria, bad bacteria, it will prevent that infection from spreading any further. Amen. Amen. Why? Because that salt works as a healing mechanism for our bodies, amen. It's a natural healing. I can't tell you how many times that uh, as a kid we'd go down to the beach and I'd go and I'd have a stopped up nose uh, or I'd have a scraped knee uh, that just seemed like it was never going to get better. And we'd go down to the beach and I'd get down there in that ocean water with that salt water. And by the time the week was done, uh, all that salt had been absorbed into that wound. uh, And that wound that seemed like it was never going to heal had scabbed over and maybe even completely be gone by the end of the week. That stopped up nose I had, I I was gone. Why? Because that salt water there, I began to work as a healing mechanism for my body. Amen. Can I say in this day and time that we live, uh, this world, in this country, we need a healing. Amen. But the problem we have is we're looking to everybody else in this country, everybody else in this world to bring healing, but we're not looking in the right place. Amen. What are you saying, Brother Joshua? We keep looking toward Washington for a healing. We're looking toward Congress, uh, we're looking toward the Oval Office, uh, we're looking up on the Capitol Hill, uh, and we look and we're expecting these uh, folks uh, uh, to bring a healing to our land. Amen. Can I say healing's not going to come from those up there in Washington? Washington has no ability to bring the healing that we need. There's no world leader that can bring the healing uh, that this country and this world needs. Amen. Yeah. What are you saying, Brother Joshua? 2 Chronicles 7.14 yeah. gives us the recipe uh, of how we can see that healing in our country. What does it say, Brother Joshua? If my people, which are called by my name, uh, shall humble themselves and pray and seek my faith uh, and turn from their wicked ways, uh, then will I hear from heaven, forgive their sins, and uh, and heal their land amen see us as the salt of the earth uh, if we want healing in our land uh, there's some things that we have to do amen but a lot of times we don't want to get those things up a lot of times we don't want to work on those things in our own lives amen you say what are those things well first uh, we've got to let our pride go amen We're living in a very selfie generation where our pride is so much higher than everybody else. Uh, We kind of hit on it with the seasoning. Uh, We don't want to go witness to folks because we allow our pride to take over. We come into church and we don't want to truly worship the Lord and let the Lord deal with us uh, uh, because we allow pride to come into our lives. Amen. If we want healing in our country, if we want healing in our land, uh, we've got to uh, get to a place where we humble ourselves down. We've got to get back to praying like we ought to, amen. The Bible says we are to pray without ceasing. The Bible says praying always in all prayer and supplication. You say, Brother Joshua, it's physically impossible to pray like that. I know we cannot physically pray 24-7, amen. We've got to sleep at some point. But what I believe that scripture there means is we should have a prayer-like atmosphere in our lives at all times. We should constantly, every chance we get, we should be praying and talking to the Lord. Uh, asking God to bring the healing to our land, amen. Yes. Got to get back to praying like we need to. We've got to stop seeking our faith uh, and start seeking God's face. What 2 uh, Chronicles 7.14 says, amen. A lot of times in our Christian walk, uh, uh, we start having the things that we want. Uh, and we stop seeking what God wants in our life. Uh, and start following after the things that we want, amen. We've got to seek God's face if we want a healing. And most importantly, we've got to learn to turn from our wicked ways. Every, amen. Let me tell you, we're all human. We all live in the, this flesh. But let me tell you something. That does not mean that it's okay to continue to go around and sin. Amen. Every day that we wake up, we should strive uh, uh, to live, be a better Christian, to be a better person for the Lord, to be a better witness uh, and leave those things of the world behind. Amen. If we ever want to see healing in this land, amen. But not only is salt used for healing, but salt is also used for preserving. My parents, a few years ago, uh, my dad got a wild hair and decided he wanted to become a farmer and make a garden. And he's never had a green thumb. He's never been able to really make anything grow. But for whatever reason, on this one year, he was able to make uh, pickling cucumbers grow. And I've always kind of liked pickles, but then I learned about how they had to can pickles. And I actually pickle them up and preserve them for later. And as they began to do it, I told them it was absolutely crazy that they was going through that process because they didn't really last no time because as they was making them, I was eating them. Amen. <laughs> Amen. But the key ingredient there in preserving those pickles and preserving anything that you want to preserve is salt. I asked the guy at work, and he used to be a uh, meat manager at some grocery store, and he began to tell us, uh, if you want to keep this steak that you get for this amount of time, this is what you need to do. Uh, Just throw it in the freezer. It'll be okay. Uh, But if you want to keep it several months, the best thing to do is put it into a vacuum seal bag uh, and vacuum seal it and preserve it that way and put it in the freezer. He said, but if you want to keep a piece of steak for a long amount of time or possibly for years, the best thing to do is to coat it in salt, vacuum seal it, and stick it in the freezer. Mm -hmm. What are you saying? That salt begins to work on that meat as a preserving factor to preserve that meat longer than what it's meant to be kept for. Can I say as us as the children of God, there's some things that we need to be preserving. Amen. If we're not careful, there's some things that this government uh, and the world wants to stomp out and wants to take from us. Uh, uh, and if we're not careful, they'll get through with it. Amen. Mm-hmm. So we've got to preserve some things. You say, what are those things? First, we need to preserve the church. Yes. Yeah. The very first thing we need to do is preserve the church. Yes. The government wants to shut every church down. Yeah. They can say they don't want to, uh, but one thing that they proved during COVID, and I understand the uncertainty, uh, just about every church shut down for some amount of time, uh, but they proved during the beginnings of COVID how easy it was to shut the church down. And they saw how easy it was to strike the fear into the church uh, and saying, if you open your doors back up, this is what's going to happen. You say, Brother Joshua, they would never try to keep the church doors closed. You better watch what's going on in California. See, in California, there is a church. I believe it was North Valley Baptist Church uh, uh, that they said, "Okay, uh, the CDC's released these guidelines. We're opening the church doors back up. Uh, uh, we're going to make sure we follow everything to a T. Everybody's going to be six foot apart. Uh, we're going to use every other pew. Uh, everybody's going to have masks on." Uh, they did everything that they were supposed to do, but every time the church doors open, the state of California fined them ten thousand dollars. And it finally got to the point where the governor posted a state trooper at that church 24-7 and wouldn't even allow the pastor to go into his study and study in his office. Why? Because they were trying to control the church. Let me tell you, if we're not careful, that's exactly where we're headed. If we don't do our job as the salt of the earth to preserve the church, the government's going to do everything they can to come in them back doors, run us out, lock it up, And not allow us back in. We Got to preserve the church. We got to preserve God's word. Amen. They want to stomp it out. They want to get rid of it. They want to do everything to get God's word out of our hands. Why? Because they know this is the instruction manual for the children of God. They know that this is a road map for us. And if they can take this out of our hands and take it and keep us from using it, they'll do everything they can to get it out of our hands. You say, Brother Joshua, they won't get rid of it. Let's go back to California. California, the last several years, has put before their state congress to have the King James Bible outlawed in the state of California. And I can tell you one thing, if they keep pushing, eventually the state of California is going to be able to stomp out the King James Bible. And whatever happens on the west coast eventually comes across to the east coast. And what happens in California a lot of times begins to spread through the rest of the country. And if we don't start doing our job at the salt of the earth to preserve God's word, they're going to do everything they can to take it out of our hands. Amen. Got to preserve God's word. We've got to preserve prayer. They've done everything they can to stomp out prayer. Several years ago they tried to take prayer out of public schools and they think they uh, got through with it and all they did was keep them from uh, praying overhead. But can I say as long as there's tests in school, there will always be prayer in school. I had a sign on my very first vehicle. That's what it said. When I pulled it up in the Keetron High School parking lot, everybody saw that. And everybody knew that I stood for praying in school. You can't prevent me from praying to God. You say, Brother Joshua, they they won't ever be able to keep us from praying. No, they might not be able to keep us from praying. They can do everything they can to outlaw it and be like other countries where if they catch you, they'll cut your head off. Better be careful when we need to preserve our power to pray. Amen. Can I look on into the scripture? It says, Ye are the salt of the earth. But if the salt has lost its savor, wherewith shall it be salted? Now let me ask you this, how does salt lose its savor? Or for better understanding, how does salt lose its saltness? It's exposed to the elements. You expose salt to dust, you expose salt to dirt, you expose salt to moisture. It loses its savor. It loses its ability to perform as salt. Us as the children of God, it's the same thing. If we allow ourselves to be exposed to the things and the elements of this world, our saltness level begins to drop down. And eventually if we continue to allow that saltness level to go down and continue to allow ourselves to be exposed to the elements of this world, we then are no longer useful as the salt of the earth. Bible says in Matthew chapter 7, verse number 13 and 14. I'm going to turn over there so I don't misread uh, quote it. It says, Enter ye in at the straight gate, for wide is the gate and broad is the way which leadeth to destruction, and many there be which go in thereat, because straight is the gate and narrow is the way which leadeth unto life, and few there be that find it. What are you saying, Brother Joshua? That broad way there, that's the way of the world. That's the way that the devil is doing everything that he can. To trip us up and to get us to go down the broad way. Now I dare say this morning it was very hard when church dismissed. And everybody started to congregate and fellowship as they was leaving to get down this middle aisle. Why? Because it's a wider way. That's the way that everybody was going to get out of the sanctuary. But yet if you went around that narrow path, there wasn't as many people on either side. It's narrow. It's narrow. For a big guy like me, there's places I might have had to turn sideways to get around. But it was easier to get out a lot quicker. See, God intends for us to take the narrow way. That's the way of God. That's His will for us to take. Matter of fact, if you look back at verse number 13 there, it says, enter ye in at the straight gate. He starts this scripture here telling us which way to go. But then he goes ahead and warns us, for why this gate broads way which lead us straight to destruction? And let me ask you, why would we allow ourselves to walk down a path and allow ourselves to be exposed to elements of this world that's leading straight to destruction? Oh, Brother Joshua, it just brings me so much joy. Talking like this, it just makes me feel good. Dressing like this, it just makes me popular and everybody likes me and everything's going good like that. Brother Joshua, if I'm doing this and I'm living my life like this, it just seems so much more joyful to be living my life like this. Look at all these movie stars in Hollywood. Uh, They're doing alcohol. They're doing drugs. They're living their lives up in sin. uh, And look how happy they look. But yet they're heading straight for destruction. The Bible says that the pleasure of sin is for yet a season. Last time I checked, the season is bound to end at some point in time. At some point... We're in the season of winter. At some point, the season of winter is going to end, and we're going to enter into the season of spring. Can I say eventually your uh, pleasure of sin uh, is for a season, and eventually that season is going to end. You can allow yourself to continue to be exposed to those elements in the world, uh, uh, but when I, that pleasure of sin ends, uh, what's going to turn into uh, what you thought was happiness, and what you thought was joy, and what you thought was a good time, is going to turn straight into pure Misery. It's going to turn into depression. It's going to turn into discouragement. Why? Because you've allowed yourself to be exposed to the elements so long uh, that that season has ended. Uh, and now you've went to the place where you're salt as the salt of the earth, you're losing your savor. You're losing your ability to be effective as the salt of the earth. Now let me ask you this. What is salt good for? Once it loses its savor. Scripture says it right here. You are the salt of the earth, but the salt has lost its savor. Wherewith shall it be salted? It is thenceforth good for nothing. You continue to allow yourselves to be exposed to the elements of the world. And you continue to allow yourselves to live in sin. And as your saltness level begins to drop, eventually what's going to happen is, You've completely lost your savor. And when you reach that point, the Bible says that you're thenceforth good for nothing. Absolutely nothing. But to be cast out. When you allow salt at your house, just say the little Tupperware container it's not sealed up, and you allow moisture into that container, you allow dust or dirt to get in there, and that salt loses its ability to be effective as salt, what are you going to do with it? You're not going to put it on food. It's it's, it's dirty. It's, It's good for nothing. You're going to throw it out. You're going to cast it out into the trash. Us as the children of God, it should be our prayer that we never reach the place where God has to cast us out. We reach that place where God says, you've done lost all your abilities as the salt. You've done allowed yourself to be exposed for so long that you're good for nothing. And and I can't even use you because of all the sin that you've got in your life. So now I'm going to have to just cast you out. But not only does it say to be cast out, but it says, you're thenceforth good for nothing but to be cast out and to be trodden under foot of men. I want you to look at how the government is trying to walk all over the church. Look at how the government is trying to stomp us out as the children of God. They wanna they wanna do away with the church. And we've reached the place where they're getting closer and closer to being able to stomp us out. Why? Because we've allowed ourselves as the children of God to be exposed to the elements of the world too long. And our saltness level has dropped so low that we're getting to the place where all we're good for is to be cast out and to be trodden under foot of men, under the foot of the men of this government. And if we're not careful, that's exactly where we're going. You say, Brother Joshua, well, what, what do I need to do? I say, tell everybody we need to pray the same prayer every single morning when we wake up. Psalms 139, verses 23 and 24. Search me, O God, and know my heart. Try me and know my thoughts, and see if there be any wicked way in me, and lead me into the way everlasting. Our prayer should be every single day, God, if there's anything in my life that's going to hinder me from doing a work for you, if there's anything in my life that's going to hinder me from being effective as the salt of the earth, God, I'm asking you to show me so I can get those things right. And if you know you've got something in your life and you've been exposed to the elements, my pastor says, if you goof, that's okay, just don't stay goofy. Mm. If you're goofing, don't stay goofy. If you're goofing, get your heart and life right with the Lord and get yourself back to where you need to be as the salt of the earth. Amen. Let's pray. Dearly Father, Lord God, I thank you for this evening, Lord. I thank you for the opportunity to stand, Lord. I pray, God, that someone gets something out of the message tonight, Lord. Speak to our hearts and minds, I pray, and in your name.
0: clear, wasn't it? How many of y'all think y'all got the point? How many of y'all glad you saw it? Can I just ask you this? How salty are you? That was helpful, wasn't it? That was convicting. How many of y'all had to say it was convicting? Yep. Yeah. Well, how about we do something about it? I tell you what, we're not even going to stand to our feet. They're going to begin to play. If you raised your hand, you thought that was convicted. Why don't we just come around an altar and ask God to help us? Make your pew the altar or come up here and let's pray. Let's pray. Uh, Think about it now. Salt of the earth. Preserving. (laughs) Healing. stand to your feet tonight and with your head bowed and eyes closed. Let's just stop. How much salt does it take to season, to heal, to preserve? Really not a lot. I'm thinking about even the size of this church tonight. If each one of us would get a hold of this, could you imagine the power, the, the difference we would make? Could I ask before we close tonight, how about each one of us tonight pray specifically about something the Lord spoke to us about tonight. Let's not, none of us leave tonight. You personally just talk to the Lord a few minutes. What was it? There was something in the message God used. Might have been convicting, might have been encouraging, whatever. Let's just talk to the Lord. Let's let him deal with us and our heart with it. tonight. We want to thank you for the message. We thank you for the messenger. Lord, we're thankful for your word. Very simple, yet profound. We are the salt of the earth. Lord, I am afraid we live in a world that there's a lot of elements that we have to deal with, a lot of temptations, a lot of things. Lord, I pray you'll help us. to allow ourselves to be consumed by these elements Lord I pray you'll help this church as a whole each individual that we will be salty Lord the hope as he said is not up there in Washington D.C. Lord I truly believe the hope of our country is in the salt of the earth and that's your people so I pray you'll help us now well, thank you for what you do, for we ask it in Jesus' precious name, and all God's people say it. Amen. Amen. Brother Josh, won't you go to the back, or actually, I guess that'd be the front. And uh, the front of the church. Yes, ma'am, and let people greet you. Miss Kaylee, you want to go back there with to him? St- yes, yeah, Stone, you're going back to school tomorrow. That's exciting, and it? Are you excited about going? That is great. You really, really excited about going? <laughs> yeah, I understand. I understand. Well, you want us to pray for you on your first day? You want to do that? All right. Well, are you okay with standing right back there and we pray for you that way? All right. Let's pray for him then. Brother... Um, Let's just lift our voice. Brother Jim Beeler, lift your voice real loud. Let's pray for Stone as he goes to school tomorrow. And, and I know he might get a little more tired now than the normal. And so we're going to pray that God just keeps him strong and gets him through the days. So are going to go through the whole day? The whole day. All right. Well, we're going to pray and ask the Lord to help him. Brother Jim, would you just ask God to bless them? Lord, we're
2: thankful that we were um, able to come to church tonight and hear your word. Yes.
0: More mm. and encourage Mr. Josh. God bless all of you. Be careful going home.